Welcome again, everyone, to the Two Toms Talk and Travel podcast. We are the official travel experts here in Podcast Town. And if you don't believe us, just ask the mayor. Ready to get down to business and talk some travel, Tom? And let's do it. Welcome to the very first episode of Two Toms Talk and Travel. My name is Tom Russo. I am the owner and president of Sensational Beach Vacations in beautiful Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And I am here with my friend, Tom Carnes, owner and president of Lamakia Travel, located just a little south, down south here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah, here we are, Tom. This awesome. is it, man. Yes. We're, we're off. Fantastic. Yeah, we are very much looking forward to this. Uh, two Tom's Talk and Travel is all about straight talk about the travel industry. Hey, why would anybody want to listen to us? Well, we've been around the block a few yeah, times. It's not because there's just two Toms. That's yeah. a great name we've for sure. We've been around the world a few times. Lots and lots of travel experiences, seeing the world. I couldn't count them all. Yeah. Really, the best thing I ever did, I think, is get into the travel business because that opportunity to travel and expand your horizons, meet you lots know, of amazing people is very though, cool. What, what our product is, our product is the coolest product out there. I mean, seriously, travel's sexy. Let's face yeah, it, man. No it is. It is sexy. And you know what? Being able to share what we do. I mean, you've been at this how long, Tom? Too long. I don't want to say. Come on. It's, it, more than 25 years. Because if you tell people how long you've been doing it, they're going to understand know, their technical no difficulties with all this great Well, I've media. been on all sides of the equation, too. You know, I started off as an airline guy, kind of moved into... Pilot? You were a pilot? No, I was not. I was a field sales guy out there knocking on doors, talking to travel agents. And, Must uh, have been that you had one bad eye. You couldn't get out <laughs> of the, the airline academy. Couldn't qualify for the pilot seat. What airlines? America West? America West. God, yeah, that's a, that a long time man. ago. Yeah, HP. Yeah, I was one of the very first employees of that company and learned a lot there. And so transitioned from that. We had 12 years at Funjet Vacations and Mark Travel. And now uh, have owned the agency for 10 years. Th- oh, t- 10 years this, this month. 10 years. Congratulations. That is a, yeah. a no small task. Well, I tell people I've been doing this 37 years. So I started in high school. Still got the same job. Married my high school sweetheart. I don't like change, folks. I do not like change, man. I've been doing this a long time. So, but throughout those 37 years, I've done and seen a lot of different things and expanded out. And I was some really great opportunities. I was a vice president of Harley Davidson Vacations. That lasted about a month. I do remember that. That was about six (laughs) months. Uh, Yeah. Funny fact bikers don't necessarily want to take cruises all the time. They're just, looking for a motel in Tupelo as it's starting to rain as they're blowing through, which God bless, but there's no money in it. Yes. Also lucky enough to be vice president of Sears Vacations, another disastrous plan we did. But uh, through it all, traveled. the travel industry as a, a retail agent selling vacations is pretty much my, my calling. Travel runs into blood. A lot exactly. Of blood. It sure does. I mean, once you get into the travel business, I mean... It You'll never really, want to pay for... <laughs> I can't imagine paying for a vacation. It's fantastic. But yeah, so that's kind of who we are, right? Yeah, and we've known each other. And what brings us together? How long? How many worlds? How many different relationships have you and I had over the years, man? Yeah, it's been a lot. I mean, yeah, going back to all those conference rooms. Sales rep. You were my sales rep for a while. You were my BDM. And then we crossed paths again in Texas when I was running a travel agency down there and you were running Salmon's Travel. And yep, yep. Just lots of connectivity. Just can't shake it. We can't right. shake it. It's an incestuous business, my yeah, friend. Yeah, so, incestuous business. Yeah. So we so now we're embarking on the podcast world. This is crazy. I can't believe we're actually doing this. Yeah. You know what's funny? Ain't nobody gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, they, well, yeah. This will blow up, but hey, you know what? What do you say we give the first person and the only person that listens like a $50 gift certificate exactly. to travel at Sensational like, Vacations uh, or at Lamakia? As you said to me yesterday, two old guys embracing new technology. It's going to be a laugh. And then it's a thing. You know, it definitely is a thing. And uh, Just that you use the word thing to describe yeah, it makes us really are, old. Yeah, I think people are going to enjoy the two times talk and travel. We got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant or whatever, but, you know, I've seen you out socially. People like to stroll up and have a conversation with you, pick your brain a little bit about travel, and people enjoy shooting the breeze with me. And the two times talking travel is just like pulling up a chair to a table, and you can listen to us give you an honest feedback, and we're not solicitating to anybody. We don't behold to anybody, because right now, nobody's sponsoring a damn show. Exactly. So it's just you and I, so we can say whatever we want exactly. about whoever we want. Yeah, and we'll continue to do that. And we will continue to do it. But yeah, you know what? I want this podcast, and I think you do as well, to be as honest 
and as helpful and just most importantly, as fun as possible. Because as we know, there's a ton of podcasts out there, man. Right. As it relates to travel too, you know, there's lots of fun stuff to talk about, even with the concerns about travel. And as we start to recover, the world is an amazing place, man. There's so many things that we can talk about and we can share with our listeners. So we plan to do that. Maybe some fun stuff you didn't know can take away from that and definitely just enjoy, have fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe a little escape from your day to day, maybe some planting some seeds for a trip you might like to take sometime in the future. It's and, funny. Uh, people think there. travel agents, they think we survive on the ignorant consumer or the person that doesn't know how to use a computer or that's afraid of making a commitment or everything like that. Now, granted, there's a place for all those people. But in our world, a well-informed consumer is our best client. Exactly. By far, the expectations sure. are created. The more informed you are. And our objective here is, again, really to inform as many people about the travel industry, about travel agents as well, and just kind of giving you the world there. So you might just learn something. Was that the old, uh, was it the electric company or was it somebody had something? If you're not careful, you just might learn something. Does anybody remember that line? What are you talking about electric company? I'm going to have to look that one up though. Yeah. And then what's cool too, along the way, we're going to bring in some friends, some of our industry friends. We definitely have some clients that we want to show some love to that have stuck with us over the years and have some great stories to tell. So stay tuned for that. It's all about the stories. It's all about the story. Travel is about stories. That's that's the bottom line. And whatnot. Travel is about stories and memories. Right. And I'll tell you what, you mentioned it earlier. Us two old guys and technology. Thank God Elsie's here to take care of this because what a disaster it would be. I can see you and I actually trying to pull this off on our phone somewhere. Hey, we can do this. Let's go sit in a room. We're going to record ourselves and just then we're going to put it out there. I could go horribly wrong. <laughs> could go horribly. I'd say, you know what? Last thing I pushed the wrong button or the wrong picture. And yeah, you might not want to see what I got there. So, yeah. So, Tom, so I, my understanding is that the travel freeze overall is, I think we're, we're getting to a better place. Some things are happening. But well, right now it's June 25th, right? Yes. June 25th, 2020, the year we all hope to forget about. And we're, we're halfway, halfway home through. officially next week. <laughs> exactly. We are halfway home. I'm so excited about that. But yeah, things are starting to thaw. It's June and we're seeing some movement, some activity. And just to let you know that it was a complete standstill. Yes. I've been through September 11th. I've been through SARS, swine birth. I've been through so many different things as well as Tom, but I've never, ever seen anything stop completely like it did now. And I mean, what my agency, what Lamaki, what Travel went through in those three months went from concern and answering questions to a fast forward, not only just canceling and refunding, but no future business. So, I mean, most people don't understand how travel agencies make their money or operate. But I can tell you when you cancel nine months worth of work and then you stop for three months, that's about a year's worth of business. It just stops. It became very dire. And I saw that 4.6 million jobs were lost in the tourism industry alone in the United States. That's crazy. That is. I mean, it just shows you the, the impact that travel has. And it's, again, vice presidents of airlines and tour companies all the way down to the baggage handlers at the airport or the maintenance crews of the plane. So everybody was affected by it. So it's pretty crazy. So knowing that it's loosened up a little bit, I'm circling back to your question. Okay. And we keep an eye on this stuff, information coming through to us every day, whether it's updates on destinations, updates on resorts, um, all the different research that's being done to try to get a handle on this. So so from our standpoint, obviously it's our livelihood. So we have to, we got to know what's, we're, what's we're pretty cooking, well informed. It's cooking. always great when you talk to a client and the client calls up and says, you know what, it was online. I found this and an experienced travel agent and either of our office says, well, no, that's not really true. That's just what you found online. This is the reality of it. How many of those clients argue with you about that and dispute you with that? And it's funny. The one line I use every time is like, listen, We got nine people in my office selling travel all day, every day. So the seven hours you spent last night looking up that one vacation, one, that's crazy. I hope you get those seven hours back sometime. But two, this is what we do all day, every day. And you may not like our answers, but. Sure. Been there, done that for sure. And, you know, as we look at, at the thaw, there's really some interesting factoids out there. One of the things that caught my attention was kind of leading the charge back to travel is a category we call couples, basically couples traveling without their kids. And now that makes perfect sense, right? Let's talk a little bit about that, that, right? Because all those people have been trapped. 
quarantined, essentially? Right. I would assume 98% of the couples that, like you said, the number one demographic is that's inquiring about traveling and wants to travel the most are couples. Yes. I would say 98% of those couples have kids. Yes, that is exactly. Fact? They need a break. They're ready to go. I got grown kids and my grown kids were basically quarantined with us for three months. Oh, yes. And I am. I mean, we love them to get out. Yeah, we love those kids. But yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I guess we, we gotta, do. Yeah, I we guess gotta, we do. We need a break. So couples are kind of leading the charge there, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, but like you said, it's thawing. Those are the first people out. And it's so fun to talk to people yeah. that are ready to book in because they're just, they're like a sponge. What's out there? What can we do? What can we get going? And how quickly can I check into my room, do what I got to do, and then get out with my vacation after being locked in lockdown for so long? Yeah. And then I saw another thing too. Our buddy, Joel Peterson, would love this, but... What do you think is the number one Google search destination? I know me domestically or at all? Completely? Domestically. Uh, you know, you said Joel Peterson, which means it's got to be Las Vegas, baby. Yes, it's got to be Las Vegas, baby. So yeah, so Vegas with them opening up and all the pent up demand, you know, people needing some excitement, want to get out and experience that. So Vegas is from a destination standpoint, seems to be one of the top level from an interest standpoint. It makes so much sense though. Just think about Las Vegas. There is no one destination in the world that offers you exactly what they offer. I mean, you could be the snobbiest client. You could want the finest things in the world. You're going to find the best dining, the most beautiful suites. I mean, the experience is elite. And you could be a down and dirty, grungy, want to play your nickel slots or penny slots and go to the double down bar, which is pure Las Vegas on the strip. But that destination has got something for everybody. And it's it's great because I have the argument with people that are like, well, we're more outdoorsy. We don't like Vegas. We don't, oh, okay, I guess you don't want to go to the dam. I guess you don't want to go hiking. You don't want, I mean, Mount Charleston, I believe is an hour away. You can go skiing yes. there. And Tom and I go all the way back to the days of the Las Vegas charters. Let's see, Monday, Friday, Thursday, Sunday. That was and the pattern, gigantic, four nights and three nights. Those gigantic wide-body planes. ATAs, L-10-11s. Oh. Yeah, filled with people going to Vegas back in the day. So that's good to see that. A lot of love for Las Vegas, it's for sure. It's funny being based, you know, because Milwaukee and Chicago, I think, was one of the premier origins for Vegas. Obviously, Funjet Vacations originated that back in 74 and 75. But what was always great is my friends in Las Vegas would always tell you, and I'm sure you've heard the story many times, they knew when the Milwaukee Charter arrived into Vegas because the first place the people went that got off the plane was to redeem their coupon books. Yes. And the first one of the first coupons in the coupon book was the Circus Circus hat. And they said, here's the two things that gave it away. Is everybody walking down the strip in a circus circus hat or a koozie in their hand walking down the street with like a coffee mug with their drinks? That, that just screamed Milwaukee Charter. Yep. You knew the Milwaukeeans were in. Yeah, definitely. And then what about Mexico? Are people starting to uh, oh, Mexico. Starting you know to what's look funny? Mexico's almost, other than the passport required, from our standpoint, I'm seeing that it's coming back. The interest levels there, no, not a lot of anxiety. And it's, it's really kind of weird because at the time we're broadcasting this podcast, the borders are still shut down. So there's a confusion of, well, the borders are shut down. How can I get into Mexico? Well, the borders are shut down because those are if you're driving in or walking in. Right. So those are doesn't along, apply to flights. Right. But so many people are so confused about it that then the secondary part of that is, well, if the borders are shut down, why would I want to fly into Mexico? There's got to be something wrong or something going on there. And it's no, it's the trouble and the issues that you read about or hear about in the news predominantly in Mexico are all border towns. Okay. Let's face it. The drug trade, the cartel, that's their strong points. Okay. I've told people in the past and people look at me like I'm crazy, but the cartel, everyone's a little bit afraid of the cartel, especially now that they've been quarantined at home and you're watching Narcos and Queen of the South, all these other, you know, Netflix episodes, people are a little bit spooked by it. But I always tell people, I said, this may sound really stupid, but the Mexican government has a vested interest in keeping places like Vallarta, Riviera Maya, Cancun safe and sound. The cartel has probably even a bigger investment in keeping those places safe because sadly, that's where they move a lot of their stuff. And no Americans coming down means no business for the cartel. So you kind of got both sides of the fence making sure everybody's safe in those places. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, for me, Mexico and Cancun, is it's like our second home. I mean, the comfort level there, and even, even when we go there, the people that greet us say, welcome home. 
because we've been there so many times and we've had so many great experiences. And I think the comfort level, that comfort level does also apply to lots of other travelers. They know the lay of the land. They know what they're going to get. Everything that I have seen, all the webinars and Zoom calls and all the things that we've been doing, they're doing a really great job in preparation. They take it very seriously in terms of all the safety protocols. The resorts are gorgeous. The beaches are impeccable. And it was interesting along the way, you know, because there was no visitors there, some of the wildlife was starting to take over, (laughs) take things over. I saw a picture of, it was a Western Mexico town, and there was like 15 crocodiles on the beach, right? Because they're normally out in the mangroves and they're there, but with no visitors, they have free run of of the place. So Normally the wildlife is 15 Americans passed out on the (laughs) beach. No doubt. So I think that's definitely a positive. And as we see that starting to thaw, in fact, this past week, a bunch of our colleagues got on airplanes and headed down to Cancun and helped us really understand what that experience is going to be like. So I thought that was really cool. You know, some really good leadership there kind of showing what our customers can look to experience as they arrive and go through the whole process from the flights to the customs, to the transfer to the hotel, to the check-in at the hotel. Ada, what's the restaurants like? I think that's really, really valuable because it you know, one of the key things from the thaw perspective is that our clients and people out there have an understanding of what's going to happen. You know, the fear of the unknown is kind of what what worries people. Say they're not sure what's going to happen. And the more that we can show them what's going to happen and help educate them, I think that's going to help a lot. And their confidence will increase, I think, dramatically. I agree. It's great. I'm kind of terming the the people that are heading down now for end of June, but July and August. I'm kind of calling them the pioneers. Yes. They're really going down into something that we really don't know what the experience is going to be. We know it's safe. We know they're going to be well taken care of. And we know that they're going to have a great time. Those are the three underlying things, which I'm confident that that experience is why they're traveling. But the things we don't know about are, okay, which different restaurant is going to have to, you know, are you going to wear masks? Which What are the resort's clean and clear policies? I mean, there's a lot going on that I think the destination itself is also trying to get its hand around. So yes, our sure. friends that are down there right now, it's great to see the pictures coming back because you know what? We see that you have to wear a mask from the transfer. So when you come through the airport, you get on your transfer, you keep your mask on, your driver's got the mask on, the cars are being sanitized after every ride. You get to your resort. I think they're taking temperatures at many of the resorts. Yes. And then I think once you kind of get your temperature taken, you can host some hotels are like, like Iberostar. John Long from my bureau star was saying, hey, once we get your temperature, we know you're fine. Your mask is off. You don't need your mask. You don't need any. The distancing is self-distancing, so you don't. it doesn't need to be managed. Other hotels and resorts are a little bit more stringent. You need your mask on from when you walk into the restaurant till you get to your seat. How about food? Have you seen any changes with the, the buffets or what's going on with that? Yeah, I think on an individual basis, yeah, definitely better managing the food displays, as they call them. That's a more of a public gathering point. So I think we're going to see some changes there of what people have expected. You know, the very elaborate open air buffets that we're all used to at an all-inclusive resort, for example. Or um, even Vegas. Goes yeah, back to Vegas as well. Vegas, yeah. Man, that was, that yeah, was the more, oh, oh man, the, those, and those buffets, buffets are, great. are beautiful. About 52 to $65 for Especially a buffet. It better be good. so hungover, you know, from your <laughs> night in Vegas because who sleeps or anything? But, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I think we're keeping a very close eye on that because people start to book their trips. The best thing that we can do is prepare them in advance, right? So there's, there's no surprises. So when they get to the resort, they know what to expect. They know what's happening with the restaurants. They know what's happening with the spa. And that way, if people have information and they're well-informed by their travel agent, you know, they can travel with confidence. All about not, the travel agents, all about setting expectations. Yeah, and that anxiety, that travel anxiety then goes down and people can just go down and have a great time. So I think that's very cool and, and very encouraging because the thaw from the resort and destinations perspective started in June. And then in July, now we're going to start to see some more, right? The Bahamas is opening up. Uh, Hawaii is uh, going to be just announced last night. Just announced. Yeah. Hawaii is going to be changing the protocols there. And I think that's all positive. And obviously, you know, we want to make the best decisions and support our clients the best way we can, but that's all positive. And I think it can definitely, you know, be done in a great way. Let me ask you a quick question. What you're, I I look forward to your professional opinion, sir. What do you think pricing is going to look like for Mexico Caribbean 2021 peak season, peak season? Where do you think we're going to be? Well, I think it's, I'm not going to say a sticker shock, but I think the prices are probably going to be a little higher than what we thought. I absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah, well, because two factors. 
And number one is, you know, a lot of people missed out on their 2020 vacation, had to cancel, didn't take it, couldn't go. And so all of those people are looking forward and maybe I've already booked for 2021. And then secondly, like for us at Sensational Beach Vacations, we had lots of destination weddings on the books and we moved almost every single one of them into 2021. So now it's a double whammy. You have the normal, well, truly triple. You have the normal demand for that travel time. You have all the people who didn't go. So that's pent up. And then you have all the people that are moving over to 2021. So I think that means from a supply and demand perspective, I think that means maybe a little bit higher prices. So sure. Yeah, we know that airlift down to most of the major destinations is right now it's at 30%. I mean, they're hoping by the end of the year, it's up to 50%. So there's not been a whole lot of talk about the first quarter of next year, which is our peak season, if it's going to go up more than that. But I think because of that, you're going to see the price is up as well, a little bit higher. What's interesting, what's kind of a win for the people that booked this year, in my opinion, is the people that booked this year that could not go, that decided to cancel and take the future travel credits with the bonus, Yes, is that bonus is enough to offset the increased cost yes, of 2021. Exactly. So right. it's funny because now all of a sudden everybody was fighting and where's my money? Where's my money? I want my money back. No, I don't want a future travel credit. But we're like, you know, you're going to travel. We've got in our database, you travel every year for the last 932 years. Just let the tour company keep the money. And by you doing that, they're going to allow you an extra 25% which towards is your a, package. Yeah, which is a lot. I mean, it can add out. Yeah. A lot of people are, can take an upgraded room. You can maybe stay an extra day. You can use it for an excursion if you want to. And if you don't use it all up on one trip... How crazy is that? You can use it in the future. You can apply it to a second trip, which was very cool. So Right. So a lot of people... And again, when we're talking about... Let me ask you a question. How many phone calls do you get from people saying, where's my money? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, for two months, where's my money? Yes. Or emails. I will tell you, sir. It's not in my office. Yes. I can tell you that. I do not have it. Princess Cruises is holding your money. They told us it's going to be a 90-day refund policy, which, sir, I agree with you, is absolutely ridiculous. I wish I could speed it up, but it's 90 days. And the consumer that we talked to is the hundreds of thousands of transactions going through is one thing, but the millions and millions and millions of dollars being refunded is just clogging up the credit card system. Yes, for sure. And one thing I thought as I look back on it, and not just because I am one, but you know, the travel agent community really did step up for their clients. And you know, lots of people don't know that in a situation like this where everybody cancels, we don't get paid, <laughs> right? If you don't travel, we don't get paid. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to do the work. We're not going to provide the service, which all of us have been doing, you know, following up, as you said, on the refunds, really helping clients look at the rebooking options, understanding all the policies, which changed like on a week-to-week basis, if not a day-to-day basis. So it goes marketing 101 is, you know what? You're a captive client of mine. I have you in my database. You've had the experience with me. I'm going to do everything possible to get you your money back or your future credit taken care of as soon as possible. Because you know what? One, we want your next sale because that's what we do for a living, but it's a lot less expensive and difficult for a business owner, a travel agent to maintain that relationship with somebody we already have and trying to convince a new person because let's face it, advertising and promoting travel is so tough and so competitive with a a budget like Sensational or a budget like La Travel. We can't compete with the Costco's. We can't compete with the Expedia's or Orbit. I mean, so truly- We're We're just individual small businesses. It's an army and a network of us, but we're all individual. And like you said, it's hard to compete on that scale when you're an agency in Kenosha or agency in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. But yet we still have to provide that same high level of service. So we are relationship based and those companies are all transactional based. And we've seen it. We, yep, I mean, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, tell me what's happening with cruises. Cruises. Pretty much right now, we know that most of them are all canceled through at least the end of August. Some are now announcing through the end of September. Pretty much the Alaska season is done. There's not going to be anything going there. A lot of people have been worried about that cruise industry coming back because, oh my God, do you remember the news? I mean, it was like yes. those ships were sailing in. They're the ones that brought the virus. I mean, you would have, if you would listen to the media, you would have thought they had like cartons of COVID in there that they were just going <laughs> to exactly. dump off on land or something somewhere. But It's funny because the cruise line is going to have a tough time growing their business moving forward, I think 2021, but a diehard cruiser 
they go back year after year, twice a year, or, and they know how safe it is and they know the realities of it. So I think the cruise industry in 2021 is going to bounce back. It'll probably take the whole year for them to kind of get back to where they need to be. So 2022 is, I'm sure that's where they're setting their goals right now to recoup their money. It's going to come back. And then think about it this way. If they put the, pro- and they are putting the proper policies in place to keep the ships clean, disinfected, checking temperatures every time somebody comes on and off the boat, you really have a captive product that you can control the experience. And maybe they haven't done it as well as they should have in the past. But when you think of occasionally you get the Norwalk virus on a ship, that was kind of the worst thing that would happen previous to COVID, right? Very similar to COVID. It can be contagious. But when you're talking about, oh, 75 to 125 people got, or even let's say a thousand people got the Norwalk virus on a cruise in 2017, all right? Most people don't realize that there's over 500,000 people at sea every single day. Yeah, there's like 800 ships. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, you know, when there's one ship parked off the coast of San Francisco, you know, that gets all the media attention. It's like pacing up and down the coast. So I kind of have this image of standing on a Golden Gate and Bridge looking say, and seeing the boat go back and forth waiting to come in. Yeah. Can we come in now? And not to diminish the By seriousness no means, of it all, no but it just looks really bad. And in the big scheme of things, you know, there's lots and lots of other ships out there that made her home safely that didn't have big outbreaks and things like that. So I look forward to the I'll tell you what, the cruise stuff. Your question coming back. about cruises is very applicable because right in I think March or April. I was going to be doing the inaugural of the Scarlet Lady, Virgin Voyages, brand new ship. So how about this? There's Me a too. Sh- I was, I oh, was that's right. That's yeah, right. We were coming. on the same trip. So how about this? Think about that, that here's a ship just built, just launched, just all the hoopla behind it. It was going to change the cruise industry. Yeah, adults it was, only. It, adults only. Exactly. No buffets. They were way ahead of the COVID, yeah, weren't super, they? Super, yeah. Super great setup for their dining, which is very unique to typical cruise dining because most Cruise ships in the dining rooms, the fancy rooms, the smaller ones, the quaint ones, there's no bar in there. It's all sit down. So what Virgin was doing is they were bringing that experience of a real like New York or London or Barcelona restaurant, and it was going to have the bar in there. It was going to have the seating. It was going to be, and every restaurant was going to be, the food was going to be operated independently instead of coming out of the back, the main dining area. They get overseas. They get here. The inaugural in New York City, canceled. Cruise it down to Florida. I got a cousin that lives in Miami and he teases me, takes a picture of that boat sitting there because it's been there for four months going, hey, isn't the ship you were supposed to be on? Hey, isn't the ship you're supposed to be on? But the good news is, as of yesterday, I booked, I'm going November 18th. I'm locked in. So get on the books if you yeah, can. Yeah, I am. I'm looking at December 6th. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, December 6th sailing there so we can experience that. What are you taking? To be determined. All so, right. But Just, I, yeah, I got a plus one. Uh, you know what? Your toughest decision is going to be who gets to go. Yes, exactly. I have zero choice in my no, decision. Wow. You got a great person <laughs> and to that's go with. Fine. No that's fine. That's right. It. My partner, my wife, she's a great partner and a great person to travel to with. Travel so I'm with, yep. I, I'm I've, an, had it's ple- I've had the pleasure. Yes, you had. On many yes, occasions. You had. Yes, you had. So all along the way with this, not to add more insult to injury, we also had some issues with the passport office. So if you didn't think people canceling because of the COVID was a problem, what about people canceling because they couldn't get their passport renewed? We had a lot of that. at uh, Actually, a a few wedding attendees that because they shut it down completely. Now, the passport office processing now is back. Correct. So they're phasing all that back in. Three-phase period. Three-phase period. And I've even seen some posts from other agents where passports have arrived, the renewals have arrived. It's like a big celebration, right? right? right. It's almost like the Disney bands you get when you go into Disney World. Which what was in the past just a technical thing that you had to get done, and everybody. Oh shoot! I didn't get it done. I'll drive down to Chicago and get it. Now it's like people are popping champagne because they got the renewed passport. So we got that hopefully behind us as well, right? That's a big thing. That was a really big announcement this week. So we're very excited about that. That's a positive. You know what's interesting too? When you're talking about the passports, need I I just read the other day, kind of on the opposite end of the world. Australia is going to be closed. I don't think they're going to allow tourists till 2021. Yeah. They closed the country for the rest of the year. That's a commitment. I mean, that is a commitment. So God bless. It'll be great to see how the COVID progresses or deep progresses down there. But I think they're talking about a travel bubble, which means they'll open it up to New Zealanders. So they'll be able to go between the two countries at least. But I thought that was interesting. They're going to shut it down for the rest. Let's just shut it down. It's yeah. like, Turn the lights off. Yeah. So I guess with all of this going on, 
One of the things that I think also can really drive the resurgence or the thaw of travel is travel deals. My clients and people that contact us, when we send out an informational email or whatever it is, we always share some information about what's hot. And people are looking for deals right now. You know, it can be a driver for a lot of people. Maybe it's those couples or maybe it's some friends and neighbors, little small groups of couples. And I think the travel deal aspect, you know, that we keep our eye on a day-to-day basis can really be important. So from a travel deal perspective, how's that been looking? And are people really watching out for the deals? You know, it's interesting. We made the conscious commitment early on back in probably March or April, not to push or promote product. I yep, said, same you know, my marketing guy is, he's all about marketing. That's what he does. So he loves it. He's like, now I'm like, no, settle. no, no, no. And I said, I don't see us promoting or marketing anything till June, mid-June. And we've stuck with our guns on that. And timing couldn't have been any more perfect because our friends at Hard Rocker, actually Unico is the hotel in the Riviera Maya. They came out with an insanely low deal. I mean, it was insanely low deal. And just to kind of give you an example, the cool thing was it was a big window that wasn't highly restricted. You couldn't go over Thanksgiving. You couldn't go at Christmas. But it was predominantly July through November were the most was when we were offering the deals. And with airfare from Chicago, four night packages at Unico, which is a five star ultra luxury. Have you been? I've not been. Uh, we booked it a lot, but I've uh, not it's, had a chance to go there yeah, personally. It quite is yet. fantastic. And we'll talk a little bit about Unico in a second, but a four night package was $680. Go ahead and ask me, did it include? Did it include airfare? Yes, it included wow. airfare. Did it include? Drinks? Yes, it included drinks. <laughs> we got to have drinks. Did it include? Food? Yes. Yes, it did. Did it include a good time? Yes, fantastic yes, No, but in all seriousness, I mean, the 680 bucks, the six-night package, I think, was like 840 and an eight-night package deal. was still under $1,000. Did a lot of people You know, that? thank God. It, it kind of got my team, the people that are left in the office, we still got a lot of people laid off, but it got the team there to get excited about selling and closing a deal. I will tell you, this week, the past week, we booked, I believe, 62 reservations this year, Okay. The previous year, the same week, we were at 55, okay? Now, granted, the 62 we booked last week are the only bookings we've made in like five months, and it was a third of the cost, so that was the other deal. But I go back to the comment I used about pioneers. These are travel pioneers. You know what? They deserve to get that big of a deal. They're going to go out there. They're going to, then we don't know for sure. We know, like I said, safety, fun, and I can't even remember what the third one was, but they deserve that big of a deal. If you're ready to go, go for it. Take advantage of it. And that's kind of why I asked you a question. What are you seeing for next year? Because we're going to have a whole group of people coming back that have been seeing that deal and are going to be shell shock, sticker shock, like yes. you said, for next year. Right. And I think too, it's all about momentum. The momentum has to start somewhere, right? So a deal like this and getting some people down there and traveling and tell their friends, momentum is everything. I think that's really a key. In terms of some other keys as we start to look at travel, one of the really important things I see, and we always have, but we'll reinforce it more than ever for our clients, is really the importance of trip insurance. In the past, people would take a pass on it. You know, it's not inexpensive and it adds to the price of the package. And sometimes people look at it and say, well, hey, I'm going anyways. There's no way I'm not going. I don't need the trip insurance. And I think going forward, Traveling without trip insurance is not a good idea. Correct. But let's clarify real quick, though. I agree with you 120% on that. But I don't want people to think that the travel insurance will always cover you on the pandemic. Yes. And that's a good point. You're reading my mind. Yeah, because I think that we definitely want to, for the different insurance policies, whether it's what we call CFAR in the business, cancel for any reason, or some other third-party policy that might have some other restrictions or specific allowable reasons for cancellation or a difference in how you get your money back. We definitely, from protecting the interests of our clients' perspective, you know, the trip insurance is an important part of, of what you want to discuss with your travel agent as you get prepared to book your trip. Right. The third-party travel insurance is something we've always sold to people when they're traveling, predominantly to Europe or to Asia or to South. I mean, a very large, put it this way, Travel Guard is our preferred brand. We sell that Pretty much anytime we don't sell an Apple FunJet or United Vacation or Travel Impressions because, and Delta, I think Delta Vacations is one of the other companies and maybe Vacation Express. These companies do have cancel for any reason. 
but your agent really needs to know. I mean, FunJet alone is two different variations for cancel for any reason, or three, right? You have cancel yes. for any reason. You where have the 50 you, Yep, you have the, you can get future travel credits. That's number one, which means you cancel, apply that to another trip, right? Credit, you're not going to get any money in your bank account. Then they have this funky one, uh, the 50-50 thing. And I'm like, yeah, I told my team, I'm like, don't even, yeah, half why credit, waste your time? Half credit, half cash. Right. So right. if you were to cancel for any reason, you could have cash, the other half goes to a future travel credit. And then there's the glorious one, the one that made all our lives easy early on, cancel for any reason you get it all back in cash. Yeah. Obviously, less the cost of the insurance because, and that's just the way it works. But with the third-party trip, like Travel Guard or third-party trip insurance, if you bought that and you were under the assumption that you're canceling your trip to Ireland and you have insurance, you're going to get a full refund. We had a lot of disgruntled people because somewhere in the disclaimer in one of those 900 pages of insurance policy right. jargon fine, or whatnot, fine, fine, fine says... Pandemics are not covered under this, you know. And then all of a sudden, you try to explain that to somebody, and they're right. like, "No, you told." I said, "I guarantee, I didn't tell you a pandemic was covered because I didn't even know what that was prior to it happening." But it just goes to show you how important it is to understand it because it's not like we talked about at the beginning. Travel is sexy; it has a lot of really cool elements to it. You know, insurance ain't one of them, right? It's really so it's the ugly system. It's, it's boring, right? It's but at the end of the day, if you don't understand what you have, or you don't have it, or it was explained to you wrong, or you didn't make a right to buying decision, and you know, it could it could be the ugly sister that's that. well educated be, and is going to be a success in her go, life. That's who you need. It could to go upstate. horribly wrong. And I think that's really important for the future. Very important consideration. And, and don't you really think from a, and again, we're biased. Uh, you know what? I saw travel. That's how I put my girls in clothes and put them through school. That's yeah. what I do. So we're biased. But it's a reason like that now, even more to work with the travel agent. Yeah. You and absolutely. I would love to have everybody that listens to this and in the world come book with us. But I think both you and I are such huge proponents of travel agents. If you don't book with Tom or I, our companies, book with a local travel agent. Yeah. Number one is, you know, like we talked about, we're doing the work. We're doing the research, have a great understanding of the products, the deals, whatever it is, what's happening in the destination. And through this, we saw a lot of horror stories and a lot of issues that people who didn't book with a travel agent ran into. You know, it was very difficult to get through on phone lines. There just was not the customer service support provided by places where people went to book direct. On the other hand, you know, the people that had agents that were, for me, I was at my desk 12 hours a day. And, you know, for the people that had Giving money back, yeah, literally giving yeah. money back. When my phone rings or when my client calls my cell phone, I answer it immediately. So there's just, we can't understate the importance of what the travel agent brings to the party. And, and like you said, yeah, we're travel agents. That's what we do. That's how we make our living. But it's really an important part of the equation. And what pe most people don't understand too about it is that the price that you pay or the product that you get through a travel agent from a price perspective is almost always not different than what you can find in research on your own. And you have that peace of mind in knowing that I found the right place. I didn't just choose a pretty picture from an online website and said, oh, honey, that looks great. We should go there. And when you get there, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> you you do, never live it down. Right. 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 Let me you ask know. you this question. You do a lot of destination weddings, okay, yeah. in groups. And is my experience with them. There's always the 20% that are smarter than you oh, that yeah. got to go, right? Oh, yeah. No, every, I call, exactly. I even talked to the bride and groom about it and said, there's always going to be, we call it smarter than the travel agent. Right. You know, that one person that all of a sudden they, and then they send it out to all the other guests, but oops, it wasn't the right resort. It was one that has a similar name. Or it includes breakfast only, nothing or else. Yeah. And, and it, oops, I've missed a very important part of this equation or the price that they're courting everybody and showing everybody was the per night price not the three or four night price that, that we're marketing. So, And it's funny because you have to professionally call them out in a professional manner, say, oh, you know what? I understand that. I can see where that confusion would be. Meanwhile, in the back of here, like, come on, this is what we do. But what happens is that you have now, I find a lot of times, you've now kind of thrown the gauntlet down and you, you've embarrassed that customer a little bit. And now they're coming at you full force. Oh, yeah, they now are it's, now, it's big. on. It's now. on. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly, it's on. And, you know, and the bride and the groom are calling. And I tell the bride and groom all the time, listen, if we're doing our job right, nobody should be bothering you. And then there's plenty of brides and grooms that 
have their own drama that start with us as well. But if we're doing our job right, we should be able to answer and facilitate all this and leave you out of the loop. And it seems when you start dealing with that person, that's always kind of like the burr under the saddle. They slowly pull away from you and start just kind of putting all that on the bride and groom. And it's like, come on, man, really? I mean, it's like some people are just hell bent I'm proving you wrong. Yeah. Why is that? What did you do to the travel industry, Tom, to make everybody want to prove us wrong? Yeah, I've only tried to do the positive, but you're right. I mean, and you're dealing as an agent with a lot of personalities, right? And a lot of a bigger age range, you know, all the way from maybe the 21 or 22-year-old do-it-yourselfer who's never used a travel agent in their life, don't know what their travel agent is. Sure, they do. Their grandma uses one. Exactly. (laughs) Their their mom has a travel agent, but they have no idea. And so all the way to a senior citizen who very, very much wants us to do everything we can to help them and, and make sure that everything goes well. So, and, and everything in between, but uh, when it's all said and done, we love them all. I oh, mean, absolutely. you know, we, as agents, you have to be a chameleon. You have to be able to deal with a lot of personalities. And I know that you have, you know, a lot of good client stories and, oh, you and, know, what? You it's know, funny that, and yeah. that's kind of where I was going with that is yeah. that through this time frame of quarantine and where's my money, just give me the money back because this happened. Not any care or relation to really what's going on in the world. But no, it should be. Just give it to me. Just give me my refund back and we'll be fine. Well, you didn't buy insurance. Well, your flight wasn't canceled. Well, you know, I mean, all the things. You see the worst of people and you see the best of people. And I, you know, knock on wood, our agency, the 99% of everybody was understandable. It was great. It gave you, you reaffirmed your appreciation of people and because the service industry and dealing with the public, you know, ask any restaurant worker, you know, service, it's not easy. Demands are high. It's convincing them you're really their advocate. You really want what's best for them. And we had one client and this, this was just one of those things where this gentleman, Tony Gwynn, and he runs Gwynn Soccer Tours and he is a collegiate soccer coach. And every year for probably the past, gosh, we got him about four or five years ago, but I'd say probably for the past 10, 12 years, he has been doing games and training and camps in Ireland because he was born in Ireland. He's from Ireland. He's got all the contacts there. And we just really handled the airfare for him. And this year we did some hotels for him, but he was, his first group was supposed to go. I think they're supposed to be there right now in June. And, you know, here we're telling the guy that Aer Lingus is not refunding the money. They'll give us a future credit, but these are high school seniors. They're not going to be back here next year to be able to go on this camp again with them. And Aer Lingus was really difficult to work with. And they were one of the tougher airlines to be able to get a commitment to or a refund back from. The hotel, we were able to get refunded. We got him his money back on that. He was very patient on it. But we had to play the chicken game for two and a half months. And Tony is a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy where he had one person call right away and say, we're canceling. I need the money because I lost my job. He wrote the check out of his own check, gave it to them. Meanwhile, we stayed in contact with him. And we played that game of chicken with Aer Lingus for two months. And we contacted the sales rep. We did everything possible. And we went every way. Well, finally, after two and a half months, and this is a point where it's one of those things where he's losing lots and lots of money. Okay, so it's it's a make or break thing. And he had a lot on the line, but yet he had faith in us because we kept the communication open. We worked with him. He knew, he knew we had his best interest at heart. And at the end of it, we were finally able to commit to get Airlingus to say, listen, we're gonna give you a set dollar amount for next year. Okay, so it's not the same people need to travel that you gave us the names. We will take just the credit and we will apply it to Tony Gwynn 2021 tour. And a sigh of relief, it came over him. He came in, he did a testimonial for us. But I mean, here I am a travel agency, not knowing how long my agency is going to be around through this whole pandemic. And here I'm feeling, I'm like looking at this guy, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, we got to do something for it. And yet every time he's calling me going, how are you doing? You guys going to be all wow, right? that's awesome. And it did. The stories, I think podcasts, travel podcasts and things like this, don't give enough credit or don't explore enough about the customer and the consumer and their experiences. And really, from our professional standpoint, how much we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Again, it's because we're relationship sure. and not transactional. Yep. Oh, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I completely agree. Same from our side at Sensational. By and large, the clients that we've dealt with, super understanding a big percentage of them took the rebook option with those extra resort credits, which is great because they're, it gives them some hope too, right? You know, they know now that they have a trip coming because 
you know, travel for all of us, it's so aspirational and there's so many experiences. Normally at this time of year, right now I'd be in Mexico with my daughter. You know, we always take a trip right after school that's out. Her and I go down. Last year we went to Puerto Vallarta. Where'd year you before stay? that, Ibero Star. Nice. Uh, year before that, we stayed down in, in um, Riviera Maya at the Dreams, uh, Palmer Harris. And you know what? Me and her just yucking it up, playing in the pool, enjoying the all the restaurants, doing some tours. Those are life experiences that I know I treasure and I know that she does too. So, you know, we got to get back to that. And, you know, kind of from a final thought perspective, I guess, from my side is that there's some trepidation, there's concerns, and by all means, I 100% get that. But I think there's some ways to do this right. I think there's some ways to do it with the right considerations, to with the right information, being properly prepared, as we talked about earlier, that so, you know, so there's no surprises. And then slowly kind of coming out of our COVID cocoon here, slowly we can get some of that momentum because I don't know about you, but I really, really want to go. <laughs> I've been watching these webinars. I've been watching the El Dorado Resorts. Our, you know, Delo- our friend Dolores. Yes. You know, every Monday at ten thirty, I've been on there every Monday. Show up I, with, do you show up with your towel, your flip flops, <laughs> and your suntan lotion? Yeah, yeah, my, my nose is all white. <laughs> but yeah, and, you know, every Monday it hurts my heart. You know, because I can see them all. People that we know, they're on yeah. the, they're doing the tour. They're around the breakfast table. There's this gorgeous layout of, of the breakfast stuff, and just seeing the people that we love, know and love. And I just, I can't wait to go. And, and it hurts. It hurts from uh, what you're missing. Like you just said, how it makes you, you need to be there. I need to be experiencing this. And, and in the same vein, I think what you're saying, what I think we're both on the same is we got to share that experience with people. And, and we, we are hurting that we can't share it with people and we can't get consumers out there to experience it. And I miss it as much as I miss giving it to people because there is no greater experience exactly, than somebody yeah. walking in. This is the worst experience. I loved it so much about the timeshare. Oh, don't do that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I hate that. <laughs> but the experience is, is enough Please to do that. Please don't buy the timeshare. Yeah, timeshare remorse soon follows. But yeah, I mean, I think that those life experiences and being able to do that again is a huge part of, of who we are. And as agents, that's a huge part of what we deliver, right? You know, yeah, we book the trip and we do all this stuff, but you know, we're really in the business of making vacation memories and enabling people to do things in such a way that, hey, you know what? I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. You know, my kids are going to remember that for the rest of my life. So, you know, getting back to that, I think is huge. And I'm so glad to see that things are thawing out and we're getting a little bit more momentum. And as time goes on, as we get into our next podcast episode, we'll continue to kind of give some updates on where things are going there. And I'm really looking forward to doing this with you. I think Uh we're going to if you could see this, I'd be blushing right yes. now. This is fun. This is really cool to be able to, no to spend BS. this time. No BS. No BS. I don't think, and please out there, tell us if, if, if you if, think this if, is if, BS. If right? you thought it was BS, <laughs> please let us know because we've obviously failed. Yes, exactly. Somebody's going to send us a kumbaya text yeah, or no, something so like we'll that. Get on, on that. I'll take the Kool-Aid. I think as we go forward, the episodes to come, lots of good information. Hopefully some more fun conversations that you and I can get into. I think our next, we need to talk a little bit about, but since we've traveled so much and done, experienced so much, what are your like top five? Or you know what? I'm going to steal one. What's your Mount Rushmore of vacation destinations? Yeah, that'd be cool. What are going to be your Mount Rushmore of vacation destinations? We got to get into that next time. I think too, as we talked about yesterday, we need to come with our best story. My other Mount Rushmore is top five vacation drunk stories. Yes. Yes. We got to do your top five. Yeah, so I think we or, can share a little bit. Yeah. Before, we, right? we won't be out of school there if we share a little bit, because I don't know about you, but. Mine's some, all public record. Mine's my, are on all public record. Some of my vacations have involved a, a very welcome guest. His name is Don Julio. Don, there's not enough O's. And in he's, been, he's been on, Don Julio has been on several of my vacations and I really love him. He really adds a lot to the party, so to speak. So yeah, we can talk about that. I, you know what? Just speaking of tequila, a client of mine brought me a bottle of Classe Azul. Yeah. A big phallus looking bottle, right? The white in my hand. I have now kind of migrated over from everything I've drank, vodka, bourbon, whiskey, whatever. I am now enjoying the ability to sip a good tequila yes. for a cocktail. I'm just, I must be growing up. Yeah, and that takes, awesome. that definitely takes the stress. That reduces quarantine stress. That <laughs> definitely does. <laughs> that, that definitely you know, does. Like the, Everything seems really good after that. And plus, you come up with some great ideas that we can use for the next podcast. Right, right. That's good. So I think that, I think we'll, we'll come back and do this yep. again. I think my closing thought here as we wrap up our first 
podcast. Our I first know. episode. I feel, I feel bad if I ran out of things to say or I stopped yeah, talking. I don't think that's going to happen. My take on travel has always been, I've, I've got three daughters. I've been lucky enough to take them to many international countries and whatnot. And the appreciation they have for cultures, people and whatnot is just amazing. So I think really travel kind of gaps that bridge. And I think in times of distress, like we're having right now, it's even more important to travel and experience other places, cultures, makes you appreciate and understand people and yourself better and what you come from. And if you're lucky to appreciate, you're lucky and pay it forward. If you're struggling, that there's other people struggling and look for the people that are paying it forward. I mean, there's people out there to help and assist. And I really think that it's my proclamation of the magical power that travel has to make the world a little bit better place. So I say that to my kids. I say that to myself and my clients. And I'm always a big advocate when people travel internationally for the first time. And like, please don't be the ugly American. Please don't be the ugly American, but I think there's a lot of magic in travel. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, just in terms of being exposed to different cultures and different people. I mean, we talked a little bit about Mexico, the opportunity to have so many friends and so many colleagues and meet so many amazing people from all over the world. That doesn't happen without travel. If you're going to stay home or your travel world doesn't expand out beyond Wisconsin or the United States or whatever it might be, you're really missing out. And a lot of great opportunities for that. So, so with that, I think we're going to wrap up episode number one. If you liked us, if you thought it was great, please, by all means. Do whatever you're supposed to do, do after you listen to a podcast. Exactly. I don't know if it's rent a plane with a sign and pull it behind <laughs> exactly. or like us or. Yeah, but two times truck and travel. I mean, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to listen in. If you're going to share it with your friends or let people know about this brand new thing that Tom and I are embarking upon here. We'd very, very much appreciate that. Tom, where can they find you? Yeah, you know, they're going to be able to find us on social media. They're going to be able to find us on some of the podcast platforms. We're going to share some of that as we go forward. And the best bathrooms throughout every airport in the United States and Mexico, you'll be able to find our link. <laughs> but lots of lots of good information to come. So thank you so very much for taking some time out of your day to listen to Two Tom's Talk and Travel. And we will be back soon. Be good, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>